coming to you from that once forgotten artery that pulses through the center of the continental United States and into the heart of the Ozarks, Grace Matthews. Looking in from the northern border, our Canadian friend, along with his countrymen feeling the effects of U.S. political issues, Connor Murphy. Welcome to Dueling Dialogues, episode 206. I'm Connor Murphy here with Grace Matthews. Hi, Grace. How you doing? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I've already got cabin fever, and it's like zombie world. Yeah, it's pretty weird, isn't it? It is. It's like, you know, I've never liked those zombie movies, but kids like them, but everything is like that. Yeah. You leave your house, and people are driving like, you know, your (laughs) great-grandmother. Um, yeah. You go in places and everybody is so standoffish, understandably, from each other that it's like zombie land. Yeah, it's it's a bit insane out there. Uh, same thing going on in Canada, pretty much. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Are, are uh, the U.S. citizens buying up all the toilet paper as well? For, oh, yeah. And, yeah. and, and, and well, you know, they're gouging. I had to get out this morning because... We're kind of just trying to stay ahead of things, trying not to hoard, you know. I don't think hoarding is fair, but we're trying to stay, you know, two weeks ahead on everything. So we got a little worried this morning. Okay, we normally go do uh, like a Walmart shopping trip uh, early, early on Sunday mornings. Right. That's just kind of always been our thing. We both go show that we get what we want and or need and you know we we don't go back a hundred times a week right. we live in walmart land i know people that stop there every day i can't imagine but wow um, we used to only go once a month yeah um, normally I, now, normally yeah. i just wait in the car <laughs> yeah i get that too i i get that i i went several years without going to walmart i just used other places but that's another story for another day but anyway so today we start thinking oh well they have this stuff on sunday why don't you go ahead and go we need laundry stuff you know and people are buying this cleaning stuff so i go there and first of all it's very empty which is okay with me but there's no paper products whatsoever you know I kind of wanted to get some extra paper towels. If they have toilet paper, i buy some more. So they came out with a pallet of toilet paper. And they just started basically throwing it to people who were around. Unbelievable. I took one and I I had no idea how much it was, of course, you know. Um, And Walmart is not supposed to be gouging. No. So anyway, before I go to the register, I start to hear this guy having a meltdown in the toilet paper aisle. He's like screaming. And I'm like, I don't know if he's got a weapon, so I'm just going to hightail it. You know, I I got pretty much what I need, you know. I get up there and um, ring up this thing in toilet paper, $12.58. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's a lot more than I pay for toilet paper normally. That doesn't sound you know, too outrageous. Not outrageous well, for not Canada. A Canadian, but I'm sure you, a lot of our listeners, that will sound outrageous. 
<laughs> you know, on the size I got, I usually play somewhere between six, seven dollars. It'll be like six fifty nine, six eighty nine, something like that. Right. So that was almost double. And so, um, wow. But it worries me that things are going to get dangerous out there. It worries me that Canada's paying so much more money for toilet paper. You're not going to, you know. Just That's what's worrying me. Um, gas station down the street from us, dollar sixty-four. Yeah, I don't know if that's good or bad. Actually, our prices have dropped. Not much here on the island, but the rest of Canada seems to be having a gas war. So, yeah, yeah. but of course, not here, not on the island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. well. You, know, you got to pay for living in beauty, okay? Yeah, I guess so. It's beauty tax. Kind of like the taxes for the sunshine in California. Yeah, there you go. I there mean, you go. Those people pay... A lot of money for sunshine. Well, there's there's about what eighty thousand of them that don't pay much. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. Okay. Yeah. That's true. Well, very similar stuff is going on here in Canada. I had a friend post uh, this yesterday that she was at Walmart and the down the toilet paper aisle, two older ladies started arguing, and yeah. one uh, grabbed her cane and hit the other one. <laughs> So I says, well, you know, I'm not condoning violence, nor am I, you know, backing or defending the aggressor in this, this argument. However, have you ever tried to wipe, uh, wipe your ass with a cane, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. No. Oh. I mean, none of us want to wash, you know, and we don't want to have to shower every time we go to the bathroom. Yeah, exactly. You know, and for women, you know, it's especially worrisome because, you know. Yeah. Well, I, I had to there's go. There's a difference between men and women. I had to go to the doctor yesterday to pick up some test results, just regular test results, right? And and get right. some uh, prescription refills. Yeah. So I go there as close to the appointment time as possible. I get ushered right through. Well, actually, the first thing through the door is is hand sanitizer, right? Which right. is is good. I walk straight through. They put me in a room. Doctor came into the private room, uh, went over all the the results, wrote my prescriptions. I grabbed my prescriptions and walked out the door. There was no waiting room needed. Yeah. So, um, That's why That's why does the waiting room exist? Yeah, I don't know. If they can to, do it to transfer germs. If they can do it during a virus outbreak like this, they can do it all the time. Absolutely. Now, I went to places. One was a doctor's office yesterday, um, and before I went in, there was of course hand sanitizer, but I was my temperature was tapped. Oh. And I do think, although it's not foolproof, I think that's a great barometer for businesses that want to stay open. Um, you know, uh, we talk a lot about the car dealership. Right. And I think, okay, well, you really shouldn't have to close down, but if you could make it by appointment only and you check temperatures before they come in, it, it just cuts down on the spread. Right, exactly. 
you know, and I think what we need to do is be so thoughtful of other people. You wouldn't walk out with a gun and shoot somebody, especially a grandma. Right. Okay. So you must be thoughtful about this virus because in, in a way it's, it's worse than a gun because the people have to suffer before they die. Yeah. And I think that a lot of young people are being selfish. A lot of older people are. You've got to understand that if you are unwilling to care about passing a virus on to a human being that it might kill, that you are probably a sociopath. Yeah, exactly. Okay? If you think gathering is okay, despite what the officials say, you're probably a narcissist or a sociopath. Right. right. Okay, I've got a kid that has type 1 diabetes, a very unusual seizure disorder. They say that people with seizure disorders, this is very bad for. He's only 30. Now, is it okay with me that somebody violates these orders and kills my 30-year-old son? Right. No. And um, these spring breakers that are violating the orders on the beaches, you know, because they don't want to lose one week of spring break. Are you kidding me? You selfish little brats. Yeah, I totally agree with that one. There's absolutely no need for that. Had ever been well enough to go on spring break in his entire life. Right. And it just makes me furious. I've got an aunt with cancer. I've got a husband with a heart condition. I don't want to lose any one of those people. Exactly. Because somebody else couldn't wash their hands, couldn't stay home for a couple of weeks. Right. Couldn't stay out of a bar, whatever it is the hell they do. I got, you know, I don't know if you're on a lot of, um, I'm on a lot of lists, like local lists, businesses, you know. Right. There is a local business owner. He owns a bar and pub, you know, like a pub, like they have food and it's very British style. It's, It's really one of my favorite places to go. And I have really liked the owner, okay? Right. He sends out this letter. It's the softest-ass story I've ever heard about how you really need to come to his business anyway. He's got 35 employees and, you know, no thought whatsoever to sick or old people out there that this might kill. First of all, you should have an insurance policy in place that pays you. You have to shut your doors for a crisis. Or you should save enough money that you can weather three months. They tell you that all the time. Okay? If you haven't, then maybe you should look at the way you do business. Okay? We're talking business owners. Right. On the same street, another business owner that I really love his place, he's done better planning. He has about the same amount of business. He's shutting down and redoing his plumbing. Okay. okay. Right. If you have not planned well or you have too many employees, you know, that you can't afford, that's your fault. It doesn't trump people that are going to get sick and die. Right. 
and, and I do feel sad for people. Money's important. You know, the government is going to put out a rescue fund. That will probably all be in place by midnight tonight. Okay? But if you are a viable business, instead of buying, you know, CDs and boats, put away a little money for a rainy day. We live in a time since 911 where, excuse me, but shit happens. Exactly. Okay, I on the same by the same token, can you believe the damn airlines are already in trouble making payroll, and we're not even hardly a couple of weeks into this? Yeah, exactly. Why don't they save any more money than that? Yeah, they seem to have no operating budget whatsoever. They just operate at the seat of their pants. Um, How does that happen? Yeah, well. A lot of um, a lot of businesses are kind of taking the upper hand in this, and um, like for instance, my cell phone provider, um, mm-hmm. they're not. Uh, if you can't pay your bill, you can't pay your bill. They're not going to cut services. They've lifted data limits for people right. as well. So I've you know, that. yeah, they're you know, in the uh, provincial level as well, the government is promising. Uh, relief for for people with uh, that have rent to pay, that live paycheck exactly. to paycheck, all of those things. Um, our government can. Uh, speaking of our government, you know that Trudeau's wife has uh, coronavirus, right? That's exactly right, and they and she is in quarantine, and he is in self-imposed quarantine. Yeah, because I don't really think they're together anymore. They just. Uh, yeah, uh, something's not right yeah. there, and uh, yeah. you know that's a that's another show for another day, like you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, the uh, the government can take one step further in this if they need to, and and they just might, and that is they take over public utilities. Exactly. Uh, so the, and there's a few other things that you know go with this advanced, um, you know, pandemic outbreak or whatever you want to call it but um, right well yeah. that's exactly what it is i mean i guess there's a lot of names you could put on it uh president trump i just finished watching his um news conference he called it a war with an invisible enemy and i i think that's true it's a it's a war right. and um you watch I don't know you know remember back in the 90s and pretty much the 80s Discovery Channel and History Channel would have a, a, a lot of shows about um, you know prophets predictors you know whatever you want to call them you know like Nostradamus Edgar Casey, and you know every one of those guys those seers you might say said you know our greatest enemy was going to be a laboratory generated pandemic hmm. okay you know and um i always kind of believe that was true well it, it certainly almost seems like that because coronavirus is patented so it is man-made virus however variants of coronavirus have been around for a long time which i did not know about um, really, the common cold is coronavirus. Yeah, exactly. So I think it was 15% of um, the flus, like season to season, were coronavirus. 
So it's just that this new variant is a, is a little bit dangerous, but you know, by any means, it, it doesn't have the kill rate that something like Ebola or SARS had. Um, you know, it's, it's just spreading dangerous and a two-week incubation period. Well, uh, and let me tell you this. I'm going to put a little caveat in what you just said. It appears that the information we got out of China was a big bunch of hooey. Right. Okay? And one of the big lies seems to be that young people now, like millennials, were asymptomatic for the most part. They didn't have very bad symptoms. They were much like the common cold. Well, in the news conference that just took place, they said, whoa, wait a minute. This looks like something that China was not completely honest with us about. Right. Okay, because in Spain and Italy, that group is getting hit just as hard with death rates and hospitalizations as the older people. Right. Now, nine years old and under, they're doing okay. We've only lost one in the world. And that was probably a very sick kid that contracted it. Exactly, exactly. You but, can't classify everything as age because as people get older, they have more diseases, more health issues. So it could be those that are contributing, not the fact that they're 80 years old compared to a 20-year-old. So the death rate is looking pretty high. Now, I'm not saying as high as Ebola. Right. But it might surpass stars. Okay, um, that we we still don't really know, and that's a lot of the misinformation. Um, we have some very good information from South Korea, right? And of course, Italy and Spain and Germany. Um, those are places that are being hit really hard. Now they did also explain that our numbers are not going to be reliable until next week. The reason is we're doing a whole bunch of testing right now, and so it will be imbalanced. It will, we may have, um, we may be testing people that came down six weeks ago. Right. So we're gonna look like we have a big bunch of influx. Right. Because we have better testing in place. For example, our county is particularly bad. We're the worst in Missouri. Um, we got a drive-through lab on Monday, we were in that first group, and and we're in a town of like 160,000. Right. So we're, you know, but now, most of our cases seem to have come from Australia. Oh. And okay. Australia has some of the lowest amount of cases. Yeah. So there's so much conflicting information yeah. that we... Um, you know, that new stuff, new information, um, new charts are being built every day. Um, I don't think you can accurately take an assessment because you're you're not testing everybody. We're not here in Canada. No, you um, can only test people that are symptomatic. Um, and a lot of people won't go. Right. I, I mean, unless they need emergency help. It's already go for one thing because they really don't know. Yeah, it's put a big strain on our medical system for sure, having the okay. amount of tests go through right now. Yeah, we are getting a lot of nurses and doctors infected because we don't have the proper respiration gear. Right. Okay. 
uh, a lot of massive stuff uh, that we're even going to take from the military. The military is going to give the medical um, near mass, but they're one-time uses. Well, and we only have five million. Okay, one doctor can go through a hundred in a day in an emergency room. Yeah, exactly. That is not going to last long. No. Um, on the same hand, we have um, possibly about 200 nurses infected. Um, wow. Uh, we have a couple of doctors that are on their deathbeds in Florida. They were a couple of the first responders. Wow. Um, so it is very bad, and we cannot afford. We're already in a shortage of doctors and nurses, much like you are up there. And we have been for years. Right. You know, um, we need more doctors and nurses everywhere. Yep. I totally agree with that. It is very, very bad. Now, how long is this going to be a disruption? You know, they're asking for everybody to stay inside so we can contain for 15 days. Right. At first, we kind of had the feeling and the understanding that we were going to have this under control and be on the upside by the end of April. They're now saying possibly the end of July or August. Oh, no. That is very bad for wow. a lot of reasons. Um, you know, you, you start adding in issues, not only financial issues, but you start adding in mental health issues. We know one thing. When people are separated from society, they start getting bad mental health issues. Right. The right. deadliest, you know, disease we have is loneliness. And we are leaving a lot of our seniors, their families are not able to visit them. Um, you, you're going to talk about a lot of indirect death. That is like, not necessarily like you're dying from the exact disease, but you're a secondary component. Yeah, you don't want to live like this. You lose the, the will. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So we don't know what the the um, disruption time is. We we've got to hope that everybody contains and we can get a hold of this in a few weeks versus a few months. Now I want to bring up one other thing, and this is something that in Canada we always differ from the United States. It's a cultural thing. Okay, we only have so many hospital beds in the United States. We have some 900,000 hospital beds. Right. The best I can tell now, because our numbers are crazy and the death rate, out of the 330 million people, we could need as many as 30 million beds at one point. Whoa. Okay? What are we going to do with these people? We are going to have to make those life and death decisions that people like me say that um, that already has happened in Canada and the UK where you guys have to make those decisions more than we do. Okay, what is best? What is ethical? What is right? You say, okay, everybody under 50 gets priority, okay, to health care. Right. Or do you say who can benefit the most? Okay, because you might have a heroin, drug addict, 
with cancer that's 45 years old and a guy 65 who's in great health. Theoretically, the guy that's 65 has a better chance of making it than the 45-year-old. Yeah, those decisions aren't made in, in the medical system here in Canada. The decisions uh, are made based on which patient patient needs it the most. But how do you make that decision? By age or the doctor makes that make The doctor makes that decision. Yeah, the doctors are sworn to give the utmost care and always try to, to make the person better. They're, they're, they're sworn to take that oath. And uh, our medical system doesn't mess with that whatsoever. Um, often you get conflicts like the nurses want to deal with patient comfort over the patient healing, like at the end of life kind of thing. And uh, yeah, so at those times there can be a conflict, but who are we to say what is right or wrong? Exactly. Um, So, you know, there there is a conflict there. Uh, However, I guess it depends from hospital to hospital or facility to facility, um, what the relationship is between the doctor and the nurse. But the, the government doesn't really stick their nose in saying, uh, no, you have to give care to priority to people under 50. That's never going to happen here. That well, it allowed. certainly has happened in the UK. I mean, we saw that with baby Charlie and a few other cases. But there needs to be some sort of guidelines for these, these healthcare professionals because that is a heavy weight. I mean, there has to be guidelines, and I personally believe that it should go on the viability, who is most likely to benefit from the care, and that's not always determined by age. Right, right. Um, So, um, and and I'm speaking as a mother of a very sick kid. I I, I still think that, that we have to have some sort of guidelines, and it has to be as ethical as possible. Um, we're deploying some ships with a thousand beds each. Um, they will take care of triage, leaving the hospitals for the coronavirus. I, I thought that was interesting that the ships will not take care of people with coronavirus. They will instead take care of people with emergencies. Right. One of them is going to be placed in uh, the New York Harbor because New York is um, being tested. They're their whole system is already being tested and they need more hospital beds. Um, the, you know, we just talked about how many beds are available in the United States. Um, in fact, how many ICU beds are available is very, very small. Right. So that's yeah, problematic. I, um, I don't think know? that differs much from, from here as well. We, oh, just, no, no. we just don't have the capacity. Um, usually our hospitals are pretty packed and you're waiting for that. Exactly. Gatherings have been pretty much, they're all stopped. I mean, for the first time, the Kentucky Derby will not run the first Saturday of the month, or at least the first time in 75 years. They pushed it all the way to September. My son's wedding, we are considering, it was supposed to take place June 7th. Um, we are considering because you have to put a lot of deposits down and you will lose that money. Right. Uh, we're thinking of um, pushing it till September. Um, 
you know, be careful with dogs. Dogs can get a mild form of the coronavirus, therefore they can pass it along. So they do have some dogs that have tested positive. Um, if you owe taxes, they would normally be due April 15th. The federal government has now delayed that by 90 days. Right. Um, like you said, there are a lot of companies that are deferring payments, um, foreclosures in the United States, and evictions have been halted till the 1st of May. I have a feeling that'll probably be extended. They will not shut off utilities in most places in the United States if you do not pay. A lot of phone companies and credit cards say, call in if you're having trouble. We'll make it okay for you um, to, you know, pay later or ship a payment, whatever. Right. Uh, stock trading uh, about an hour ago was start, stopped for the fourth time. The stock market was losing so much. We now have eaten up up every bit of gain that we made during the Trump administration. Right. They just now um, suspended all non-urgent surgeries, meaning they want to keep medical supplies freed up. It's not really space yet that had them making this decision. It's, they're just saying, we don't want to use up the supplies. Right. We may need those medical supplies. Air travel, I'm going to predict that after this bill that the president presented goes through the Senate sometime tonight, I have a feeling domestic air travel will be halted. Um, it, they just had to shut down Chicago Midway Airport because the whole control tower just contracted coronavirus. Oh, they don't have anybody in the control. Um who cares about Biden and Bernie when <laughs> yeah. you got coronavirus? I mean, who gives a, I mean, it just doesn't matter right now. Right. But it does look like Biden will be aired. Um, why do the rich get tested quicker than the poor? That's a question out there. All these sports figures, these actors, they're getting the test, no problem. Mm -hmm. Okay. What the hell is that about? I mean, and they're, Protected. They're probably not around as many people as everyday people. I mean, that doesn't make that doesn't make any sense. Um, Amazon is hiring another hundred thousand people because while ordering, we don't want to leave our houses. You know, that leads to another thing. Um, you know, they say, "Well, get to go order from your favorite restaurants so they don't go broke," and that's a great idea. Except, how do we know? that guy in the kitchen is okay <laughs> yeah exactly you know yeah. I mean I agree someone said if you've got a favorite restaurant and you can afford it go buy a gift certificate to use when this is over so yeah. that that restaurant can build up some cash at the same time you know give people incentives to buy those gift certificates you right. know give them a free appetizer later on or you know buy $20 worth get 25 or something you know do whatever you can um the, most companies are talking about non-contact deliveries where you pay over the phone or something or your computer with your credit card they set it on your porch right slip it under the door if it's a pizza yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know these are strange times it's scary it's sad it's lonely lonely 
very lonely. I mean, I, I work from home. I stay. I do a lot of things at home. But the minute you tell me I can't go out, I am suddenly more lonely and depressed. Right. Well, because, um, I mean, on a daily basis, I do most everything for my home. I, I mean, I live in practically my house has everything I need. I don't go out. You know what I'm saying? Well, I uh, like to go out. My, my story is a bit sadder because uh, <laughs> right now the, the self-quarantine is basically not much different than my regular life. <laughs> <laughs> that is a little sad. Um, <laughs> I, I go out more than that, okay? But, yeah. but on a normal day, I wouldn't think much about not leaving if I didn't have to. I mean, I leave most days and go someplace. But I, I, I stay home a full day a lot of times. Now that you tell me I can't, yeah. I'm like a little freaked out. <laughs> I'm depressed. I mean, Monday I just cried. Yeah. I'm well. not a big crier, but, you know, it's just... So sad, so scary, and um, you don't know what to do. Yeah, I totally agree there. Yeah, and we don't always agree, but life's a journey, and uh, these are tough times. Godspeed, stay healthy. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. We're getting a lot more listens now that everybody's quarantined. We appreciate that. But we would rather just earn them, not have to quarantine people to get them. Exactly. Godspeed, Grace, and everyone, thanks for listening.